0: Reviews of Indian Folklore Volumes from Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown Read for LibriVox.org by Vinnie Loren Old Indian Legends from North America by Alice C. Fletcher, Small Maniard and Company, 1907 The 14 stories included in Old Indian Legends are as follows. Iktomi and the Ducks, Iktomi's Blanket Ictomy and the Muskrat, Ictomy and the Coyote, Ictomy and the Fawn, the Badger and the Bear, the Treebound, Shooting of the Red Eagle, Ictomy and the Turtle, Dance in a Buffalo Skull, the Toad and the Boy, Ea and the Camp Eater, Molston the Rabbit, the Warlike Seven, the stories in this book are told in an interesting manner, and I judge that they are read with keen interest by the children. Shooting of the Red Eagle is especially good. Indian Story and Song Retold by Yitkalasa, published by Glenn and Company, nineteen o one. The writing of these songs arose from several essays which were read upon the songs of North American Indians at the Congress of Musicians held in Omaha in July, 1898, in illustration of which several Omaha Indians for the first time sang their native melodies to an audience largely composed of trained musicians. This unique demonstration suggested their availability as themes, novel and characteristic, for the American composer. It was felt that this availability would be greater if the story or the ceremony which gave rise to the song could be known, so that in developing the theme all of the movements might be consonant with the circumstances that had inspired the native. In response to the expressed desire of many musicians, Miss Fletcher has given a number of songs in their native story. These songs and stories have been gathered from the people by Miss Fletcher as she has listened to them in their homes or from the ceremonies which they used. The stories are also close translations. Miss Fletcher does not enter the myth or folklore, although she does not underestimate the value of the material afforded by this rich field. These songs are like the wild flowers that have not yet come under the transforming hand of the gardener. Considerable of the above is taken from the preface of Miss Fletcher's book. The book has given the writer great pleasure. I regard the leader's song, Omaha, the tribal prayer, Omaha, the deathless voice, Dakota, love song, poetical transcription by Miss E.D. Proctor, "Unton" song, Dakota, love song, Pawnee, as the best and most spirited of the songs. Love song. Fades the star of morning, West winds gently blow, gently blow, gently blow. Soft the pine trees murmur, soft the waters flow, soft the waters flow, soft the waters flow. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, to the hilltop high. Night and gloom will vanish when the pale stars die. When the pale stars die, lift thine eyes, my maiden, hear thy lovers cry. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, to the hilltop nigh. Night and gloom will vanish when the pale stars die. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, hear thy lovers cry. From my tent I wander, seeking only thee. As the day from darkness comes from stream and tree. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, to the hilltop nigh. Lo, the dawn is breaking, rosy beams the sky. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, hear thy lovers' cry. Lonely is our valley, though the month is May. Come and be my moonlight, I will be thy day. Now the sun is rising, now the shadows fly. Lift thine eyes, my maiden, hear thy lovers' cry. The Indian words of this song, freely translated, are as follows. As the day comes forth from night, so i come forth to seek thee lift thine eyes and behold him who comes with the day to thee the other songs in this book are as follows the insignia of thunder omaha the warrior's prayer omaha the laugh Pawka; ishibuzi dance song omaha the bird's nest pawnee tristing love song omaha Uzimodi. Omaha. The Wren, Pawnee. Song of the Spirit, Omaha. The Mother's Vow, Dakota. A Love Call, Omaha. Game Song, Vancouver's Island. The Indian Kokwe Omaha. An Old Man's Love Song, Omaha. A Warrior's Song, Akothe, Pauka. Mockingbird's Song, Tigna. Song of the Ghost Dance, Arapo Choral Sacred Song of Peace, Omaha. The Gift of Peace, Atoy Kawas, the Baby is Crying, Pawnee. The Father is Coming, Pawnee. Prayer for Rain, Mexico. Kwakwint Song, British Columbia. The following are the stories which accompany the songs in Miss Fletcher's book Story and Song of the Hedenshka, Story and Song of the Ishibugzi story and song of the leader, the Omaha tribal prayer, story and song of the bird's nest, a trysting love song, story and song of the deathless voice, story and song of you love song, poetical transcription of Miss E.D. Proctor, story and song of the wren, the Omaha funeral song, story and song of the mother's vow, A Love Call, A Game Song from the Northwest Coast, Story and Song of the Indian Coquay, An Old Man's Love Song, Story of the Witan Song, Pawnee Love Song, Story and Song of a Warrior, The Mockingbird Song, A Song of the Ghost Dance, Sacred Songs of Peace, Comforting the Child, Music in Indian Life, the relation of story and song. Joyful Star, Indian Stories for Campfire Girls by Emmeline Newcomb Partridge Illustrated, Sturgis and Walton Company, 1916 This book is written chiefly for girls, but is of interest also to boys and adults. I have found it to be one of the most delightful books. Several of the most beautiful of these legends are put into poetic form. The writer of this book has used sound judgment in her selection of legends. The chapters of the book are as follows. Alequipso, A Story of Greater Love, Oneida, How the Treaty of Peace Was Made, Sue, The Devoted Daughter, A True Story of the Shawnees, Sacagawea the Bird Woman, A Story of Lewis and Clark's Expedition, An Algonquin Love Song, how Lawy Was Rescued from the White Roses, Oregon Myth. The Willow, the wisp a legend of the Pacific Northwest. Winsome, the Sioux Maiden. The Forest Maiden, a Mekinay legend, a Chippewa song. The Princess and the Shepherd, a Peruvian fairy tale. The Two Rocks in Passamaquoddy Bay, a Passamaquoddy legend. The Bird Bride, a Peruvian legend. The Maiden of Matsaki, a Yami story. The Love of Kusikoiler, Joyful Star, a Peruvian drama. How Gantaska Deserted Her Trust, an Iroquois legend. The Rescue of Abesaluk, an Algonquin tale. The Song of Tainsa. How the First Battle Came to Be Fought. A Legend of the Wind Tune of Sacramento Valley. Miss Pound the Stones, a Maya legend the Maiden with the Beautiful Face and the Evil Heart, an Algonquin Tale, Sahan, the Orphan, a Tingit Legend, How Wakotis Tested the Maidens, the Pride of Pita Kwe, an Iroquois Legend, The Old Woman and the Pecans, a Tale from the Kato, A Maiden's Curiosity, a Legend from the Western Coast, The Triumph of the East Wind's Daughter, Tlingit, Oshiawasku, the little scarred girl, Miomiye, the turkey girl, Yuni, Nippon, the summer maiden, Algonquin, the punishment of Tiesiyak, a legend of Yosemite Valley, the maiden who was blessed by the buffalo and the corn, an Arakawa legend, the trustworthy one, a tradition of the Kato, the maiden and the grizzly bear, a Pauka legend, the story of Nishfang, a Hoopa tale, The Ogress and the Mother, a legend of Vancouver Island. Carabuna, the Strong of Heart, a Guyana legend. The spirit of Daewonhotamanyan Sioux, the lament of an Iroquois mother over the body of her son. The author deserves great credit for the careful and painstaking efforts she has made in publishing this excellent book. Indian Myths or Legends, Traditions and Symbols of the Aborigines of America compared with those of other countries, including Hindustan, Egypt, Persia, Assyria, and China, by Ellen Russell Emerson, Illustrated, James R. Osgood and Company, 1884. On pages 189 to 192, there is an interesting account of the adventures of a warrior's soul. According to Grecian legend, the soul has power to leave the body for a length of time and resume it as one does a garment. Among Indian myths, the legend herewith given is remarkable as an illustration of this belief, while it reveals a watchfulness over the phenomenon of the mind and its deathless activity and independence of the body, gratifying to the student of thinking powers of the savages. According to this story, the Indians believed in angel visitants or guardian angels. He looked up and beheld a large iginu, or war eagle, sitting in the tree which he immediately recognized as his guardian manitou or totem. The bird had watched over his body and prevented other birds of prey from devouring it. Chapter 10, pages 172 to 177, gives one of the best descriptions of the happy hunting grounds of the Indians that I have read anywhere. It is beautifully written and entitled, The Lover's Vision of the Happy Island. The Flights of the Rising Sun, Petoskey, found on page 91 of John C. Wright's book, is also one of the best legends of the happy hunting grounds of the Indians. This book is of great value to the true student of Indian legends, but is too philosophical and too comprehensive to be read by the average reader. In writing it, the author has rendered a fine service of much value to the student of legendary lore in general. The subjects of these chapters are as follows. The Breathmaker, God of Air, the Four Spirits of the Winds, Birds, Legends of the Dead and Burial Rites, Stories of Transmigration and Transformation, Ceremonials, Rites and Symbols, Language, Pictography, Symbol and Song, Mena on Animals, Deities of Indian Rite and Story, Miscellaneous Legends, General Considerations. The Ancestral Cavern, Yoah, the Great Spirit. Chapter 8 is an interesting chapter concerning the origin of man. Chapter 9, concerning the origin of evil and its personification, is also interesting. For a comparative study of myths and legends of all the countries, this is decidedly the best book for consultation. Wigwam Evenings Sioux Folk Tales Retold By Charles A. Eastman and Emmeline Goodall Eastman Illustrated by Edmund Willard Deming, Little Brown and Company, 1909. The subject of the stories are as follows. First evening, the buffalo and the field mouse. Second evening, the frogs and the crane. Third evening, the eagle and the beaver. Fourth evening, the war party. Fifth evening, the falcon and the dock. Sixth evening, the raccoon and the bee tree. Seventh evening, The Badger and the Bear. Eighth evening, The Good Luck Token. Ninth evening, Unkatomi and the Bundle of Songs. Tenth evening, Unkatomi and the Elk. Eleventh evening, The Festival of the Little People. Twelfth evening, I and the Devourer. Thirteenth evening, The Wars of wakiyaw and Unktahi. Fourteenth evening, The Little Boy Man. Fifteenth Evening, The Return of the Little Boy Man. Sixteenth Evening, The First Battle. Seventeenth Evening, The Beloved of the Sun. Eighteenth Evening, Wood Chopper and Berry Picker. Nineteenth Evening, The Son-in-Law. Twentieth Evening, The Comrades. Twenty-first Evening, The Laugh Maker. Twenty-second Evening, The Runaways. Twenty-third Evening, The Girl Who Married the Star. 24th Evening, North Wind and Starboy, 25th Evening, The Ten Virgins, 26th Evening, The Magic Arrows, 27th Evening, The Ghost Wife. Many of these stories teach useful lessons like the eagle and the beaver on page 25. In the language of the author in his preface, there are stories here of different types, each of which has its prototype or parallel in the nursery tales of other nations. The animal fables of the philosophic Red Man are almost as real and satisfying as those of Aesop, of whom they put us strongly in mind. A little further on, we meet with brave and fortunate heroes and beautiful princesses and wicked old witches and magical transformations and all the other dear familiar material of fairy lore, combined with a touch that is unfamiliar and fascinating. There are many stories of the creation among the legends of the various tribes. There is an interesting one told on page 125, the 14th evening. It is entitled The Little Boy Man. The book is very interesting for children from 5 to 12 years of age and is written for the school and the fireside. Trails Through Western Woods by Helen Fitzgerald Sanders Published by the Alice Harriman Company, 1910 This is a very interesting, well-written book of 310 pages with large print and eight very beautiful illustrations. The subjects of the chapters are as follows. The Gentle Sealish, Enchanted Waters, Lake Angus MacDonald, some Indian missions of the Northwest, the People of the Leaves, the Passing Buffalo, Lake MacDonald and its Trails, Above the Clouds, the Little St. Mary's, the Track of the Avalanche and Indian Summer, The chief attraction of this book is the fascinating way in which it is written. Among the most beautiful legendary stories in the book are those connected with the enchanted waters, the song of the water sirens, and the adventure of Coyote. It is difficult to tell whether Coyote was an animal with supernatural powers or whether he was a chief. Probably he was a chief, if not, he had power to transform himself into one. The description of the lakes, Is very weird and beautiful. The legend of the flint is spoken of as one of exceptional interest, as coming from the lips of the dying chieftain, the silent and unbending Charlotte, who was never known to speak a word of English. He was a noted chief of the Salish or Flathead Nation. The author states that Coyote, the hero of this legend, figures in many of the myths of the Salish, but they do not profess to know if he were a great brave bearing that name or if he were the animal itself living in the legendary age when beasts and birds spoke the tongues of men. It is likely he was a dual personality, such as the white buffalo of numerous fables, who was at will a beautiful maiden or one of the best herds of the plains. Myths and Legends of the Pacific Northwest by Catherine Barry Judson, A.C. McClurg and Company, 1913. There are four interesting and valuable books on Indian legends written by Catherine Barry Judson entitled Legends of the California and the Old Southwest, Myths and Legends of the Pacific Northwest, Myths and Legends of Alaska, Myths and Legends of the Great Plains. The others are given later. The writer has had a high regard for the genuineness and authenticity of the legends, which may be relied upon to be of historical value. The writer makes no pretense of originality, simply collecting these legends and writing them in their simplicity, as given to her by the Indians. The photographs are fine illustrations of Western scenery and Western Indian life. One must search carefully among these legends for the gems, not knowing when he will come upon one. These legends are very different from those of the Iroquois and Chippewa, not being so graphic in description. The legends to be found in myths and legends of the Pacific Northwest are as follows. Origin of Daylight. How Silver Fox created the world. How Kamush created the world. The Robe of Kamush. How Iowanaca created the world. How Old Man Above created the world. Old Man Above and the Grizzlies. Duration of Life. How Coyote Stole Fire. How Beaver Stole Fire. How dog Stole Fire, The Bridge of the Gods, The Dallies, The Story of Ashio, Creation of Mankind, Asiohalal, The Golden Age, The First Totem Pole, Spirit of Snow, Owl and Raven, Cradle Song, Woodrat and Rabbits, Quarrel of Sun and Moon, Chinook Wind, The Miser of Takahosa. Why There Are No Snakes in Takosa, Cry Because He Had No Wife, How Coyote Got His Cunning, The Naming of Creation, The Bird Chief, The Spell of the Laughing Raven, Origin of the Thunderbird, Mount Edgecombe, Alaska, An Indian's Vow to the Thunder Gods, Chinook Ghosts, The MemCluse Islands, A Visiting Ghost, Origin of the Tribes, how the Okanugans became red. The Copper Canoe. Origin of Mineral Springs. How the Ermine Got Its Necklace. Coyote and Grizzly. Coyote and Dragon. Origin of Spokane Falls. Coyote in the Buffalo Country. Coyote and the Salmon. Falls of the Willamette. Fallopus and the Cedar. How Coyote Was Killed. Old Grizzly and Old Antelope, Legend of the Cliquitat Basket, the Northern Lights. The Way of an Indian by Frederick Remington, author of Men with the Bark On and Crooked Trails, Fox, Duffield and Company. The Way of an Indian is valuable chiefly for giving one insight into the characteristics of the Indian, showing the bravery, courage, independence and audacity of the typical Indian. It is not of great value from the standpoint of Indian legends. The Legends of the Iroquois Told by Cornplanter From authoritative notes and studies by W. W. Canfield Published by A. Wessel's Company, New York From the standpoint of authority, The Legends of the Iroquois is one of the most carefully written books on the subject of Indian legends and traditions. It is also one of the most interesting and instructive as the Iroquois legends are unsurpassed by any others for their beauty and their dramatic interest. I am pleased to say that to Mr. Canfield I owe a debt of gratitude for this book was the one which impressed me with the great importance of Indian legends in American literature, and in it I found the first Indian legend which aroused my interest and which I put into poetical form and published in pamphlet form in 1909, The Birth of the Arubutus. There is an interesting chapter on the general subject of Indian legends. There are also several introductory pages on the authority. The names of the legends to be found in the book are as follows. The Confederation of the Iroquois. Birth of the Arbutus Legend of the River. Legends of the Corn. The First Winter. The Great Mosquito. The Story of Oneata. The Mirror in the Water. The Buzzard's Covering, The Origin of the Violet, The Turtle Clan, The Healing Waters, The Sacrifice of Alequipiso, Why the Animals Do Not Talk, The Message Bearers, The Wise Sachem's Gift, The Flying Head, The Ash Tree, The Hunter, Hiawatha, The Peacemaker, The Unwelcome Visitor, The Four Winds of folklore. The Happy Hunting Grounds. The Sacred Stone of the Oneidas. Notes to the Legends. The Crooked Tree. Indian Legends of Northern Michigan. By John C. Wright. Author of Northern Breezes. A companion volume to this one. The Crooked Tree has reached its third edition. The author is well informed regarding the Indian Legends of Northern Michigan. And his book may well be regarded as a fine contribution to legendary lore. Especially does it help us in the study of Chippewa legends, which are of very great interest, comparing favorably with the legends of any other tribe and surpassing most of them. They are carefully written and may be regarded as authentic. The contents of the book is as follows. 1,000 miles in a canoe. Origin of the Medicine Lodge. Story of the north star legend of the sleeping bear scheme of an old squaw gawbinaw the first man the lost tribe of michigan the moushquatas nana the ottawa hiawatha after the deluge legend of the great lakes formation of mackinaw island joke of the chokecherries the chicago ishigur wild onion, fooled by his two wives, why the weather is so changeable, the golden age at Learbre Crush. the Indian who aspired to be a priest, legend of the proud princes, Indian magic, selecting names for the Indians, the load woman, why the pine trees weep, rapid transit in the early days. Her Indian Lawsuit. How the Indians selected a picture for the altar. Legends of the Mochi Manito. The Treaty Payment. The Great Feast of the Ottawas. Outwitting a White Man. The Flight of the Rising Sun, Petoski. The Great Fight Between the Clans. The Last of the Chiefs. The Strange Case of Father We the Legend of the Mounds, The Great Mukwa The Wise Chieftain of Bay View, The Indian Company, King of the Star or Legend of Mackinac Island, Superstitions of the Strawberry and the Blackberry, The Moccasin Flower, The Hanging of Wangoosh, Why Campfires Crackle, England's Revenge, Origin of the Name Chicago, An Incident of Early Mackinac, Legend of Harbor Point, Legend of the Water Lily, Glossary, our Indian Nomenclature. The Lost Tribes of Michigan is a legend of more than ordinary interest, and should be read by those who desire something more than the histories give about the Indians of Michigan. The three principal tribes were the Chippewa in the Northern Peninsula, the Ottawas from the Straits of Mackinac to Grand River, and the Potawatomis further south. There were also some of the Hurons and Miamis, but these seldom came as far north as Michigan. On the west were the warlike Sioux, to the east the fierce Iroquois, but Michigan was chiefly controlled by these tribes who styled themselves the Three Brothers. Why the weather is so changeable is interesting. The Flight of the Rising Sun, Patowski, is one of the finest legends written on the happy hunting grounds. It is quite in harmony with the one which has been put into poetic form in the present volume. The book as a whole is well worth reading. It is the most reliable book on Michigan Indian legends written. Myths and Legends of Alaska by Catherine B. Judson, published by A. C. McClurg and Company, 1911. The legends are doubtless authentic and told in the simple Indian language as nearly as that is possible when translated into English. There is nothing graphic or rhetorical in these simply related stories. They are nevertheless instructive and interesting to the student of Indian myth and legends. The legends told are as follows. The raven myth, the flood, the origin of the tribes, how the rivers were formed. The Origin of Fire. The Duration of Winter. Raven's Feast. Creation of the Porcupine. How Raven taught the Chilcots. Raven's Marriage. Raven and the Seals. Raven and Pitch. Raven's Dancing Blanket. Raven and the Gulls. The Land Otter. Raven and Boat. Raven and Marui. The Bringing of the Light by Raven. Daylight on the Nos River The Naming of the Birds The Origin of the Winds Duration of Life Ghost Town Killer Whale Origin of the Chilcot Blanket Origin of Land and People Creation of the World Origin of Mankind The First Woman The First Tears Origin of the Winds Origin of the Wind. North Wind, East Wind and North Wind, Creation of the Killer Whale, Future Life, The Land of the Dead, The Ghost Land, The Sky Country, The Lost Light, The Chief in the Moon, The Boy in the Moon, The Meteor, Sleep House, Cradle Song, Proverbs, How the fox became red, Beaver and Porcupine, the Mark of the Martin, the Wolves and the Bear, the Camp Robber, the Circling of Cranes, the Last of the Thunderbirds, How the Kickstaff Clan Came to Sitko, Origin of the Grizzly Bear Crest, Origin of the Frog Crest, Origin of the Beaver Crest, Origin of the Killer Whale Crest the discontented grass plant, the wind people, tricks of the fox. Among the Northwestern tribes there was no beneficent deity. Sahal does not represent the same idea as that of the Manitou, the great spirit among the Eastern Indians. Yet Tahi Sahal among the Columbian River and Old Man above among the Californian Indians represents the clearest idea of a single governing spirit in the sky. But they are not sure of his friendship. Among most of the tribes, on the other hand, there is an utter lack of any friendly deity, as among the Blackfeet of Montana, with whom Old Man is simply a trickster, half human, who nearly always gets the worst of it in his encounters with Coyote. So the Indian felt powerless against the gods who made the earth, the forces of nature which he could not understand. In his helplessness, he was influenced by the animal life he saw around him. In the tragedies of the forest, he saw the weaker, smaller creatures escape the larger ones only by cunning. So must he, by cunning, escape the anger of the gods. The crafty animals became his earth gods, and in time his helpers. Coyote, the weakest but craftiest of all the animals, became, on the coast, the chief of all the animals. Fox ranked second. The adventures of Coyote, like those of Yale, the Raven of Alaska, are so numerous that no one could tell them all. Professor F.S. Lyman groups them around three or four main heads. The theft of fire, the destruction of monsters, the making of waterfalls, and the teaching of useful arts to the Indians. This quotation is taken almost word for word from the preface of Myths and Legends of the Pacific Northwest. I have found the preface to each of these Judson books interesting and instructive. In the study of this subject, we read many of these myths and legends, not because we are particularly interested in them, for to most readers, many of them will seem absurd, but that we may become familiar with all the legends available, and besides this, we can never tell when we will find a gem worth the search of a year to discover. I feel that the author of these books, Catherine Barry Judson, has rendered an exceedingly valuable service for the student of this important subject. American Indian Fairy Tales by Margaret Compton, Dodd, Mead, and Company, 1908 The contents of this book are as follows. The Storyteller, Himself Snowbird and the Water Tiger The Coyote, or Prairie Wolf How Mad Buffalo Fought the Thunderbird, The Red Swan, The Bended Rocks, White Hawk the Lazy, The Magic Feather, The Star Maiden, The Fighting Hare, The Great Head, The Adventures of Living Statue, Turtle Dove, Sage Cock, and the Witch, The Island of Skeletons, Stone Shirt and the One Two, the Great Wizard White Cloud's Visit to the Sun Prince I judge that these legends are authentic, and they are very well told. They are founded on government reports of Indian life from the Smithsonian Institute and upon folklore contained in the standard works of Schoolcraft, Copway, and Caitlin, etc. Fairy Tales is a good name for these stories, and the description of storyteller Iago. Given of himself does not exaggerate the fairy tale quality of these stories. The beautiful Chippewa legend, The Star Maiden, one of the finest in the book, is retold in a very different way in John C. Wright's book, Legends of the Crooked Tree. It is there entitled, Legend of the Water Lily. Blended Rocks is also a very beautiful legend. End of reviews of Indian folklore volumes. This recording is in the public domain. End of Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown